With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports. Talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hey, you know what to do when you're grown, you know what's right. 19, 16, I, don't, I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 73 of the College Loop Podcast. Just me in the studio today. Everybody else is out doing their own things. And uh, hopefully Tart is wearing his Kevin Bacon outfit. Uh, as you know, he does work for Making Bacon, and they are currently in a game right now as this is being recorded. This is, uh, I believe, yeah, Saturday night as this is being recorded. So big ups to them. Hopefully they win. Uh, I tried to look it up. Could not find it anywhere. But as this is a sports podcast, it's also an Auburn sports podcast. So let's get started with some football news. This past week, Auburn football held their own little mini camp for recruits, both 2024 and 25, and I guess all the way up to 2028 uh, from at least some of the names I've been hearing about. Maybe 2027 is probably the latest it went. One of those two. Uh, but yeah, uh, Walker White was there. Heard he did pretty, he impressed pretty well. Other several big targets for 2024 were there as well. Uh, Poe, the offensive lineman, I believe was there. Uh, and if not, I know Cameron Coleman was definitely there, a wide receiver target. That Auburn's had their eyes on for quite a quite a little bit, uh, and still waiting to hear back from some of the other 2024 commits. I know I know Auburn seems to have did a really has seemed to have done a really good job. There we go. That was a bit of a tongue twister uh, with these 2024 guys in the in the camp went really well. And another big news: 2027 quarterback Trent Seaborn from Thomas High School. You've heard that name before. He's the I believe eighth grade quarterback that went in in the state championship game or started this the state championship game against the Auburn high school and absolutely lit it up. And for all you uh, people who are wondering about what Auburn's future is going to look like, he just got an offer from Auburn. Uh, and he is, uh, this, I believe Auburn is one of his dream schools to go to. Uh, he's from Thompson. So he definitely has been in close proximity for a lot of his life. Uh, and, and just getting that uh, hopefully sets him up for a, Quick commit to Auburn and a couple more years of of uh, promoting and uh, recruiting to the Tigers. Another big news headline came out this for the past couple of days. Season ticket sales are the highest they have been since 2017, and that's a big that's big news strictly because if you've heard from a I think it was a couple months ago really, where Saturday Down South put out a put out an article or shared an article or one of the two saying that Auburn's fan base has been shrinking and has lost over 47% of their fan base uh, in the past two years, I believe. Yeah, so this just completely debunks that. Uh, if you've been keeping up with Auburn recruiting, if you've been keeping up with the coaching staff, the players, and everything about Auburn football going on right now, 
I don't think there's a single bit of evidence that would have told you that Auburn's football program and Auburn's fan base has been depleting, especially with all the other sports that have been going on. If you've gone to a regional, you would have seen it was a packed house throughout the entirety of Auburn being alive in that regional. Softball was selling out games. Basketball was selling out games. Gymnastics selling out games. I never understood what came of the whole Auburn's fan base is shrinking thing, uh, but season ticket sales going up that high, that pretty much lets you know right there that, yeah, Auburn fans are here to stay. I I, I don't really understand where it came from with the whole uh, Auburn fans are are leaving the team. I I, I don't know where they'd be going. I got to be honest with you. I don't know where they'd be going. Uh, Yeah, but that was huge to hear about. I'm glad that Auburn season tickets are going back up. And again, the, the highest event is 2017. And we always talk about the comparisons between the first year head coach coming to Auburn after a bad season from 2012 to 2013. Yes, 2012 was a three and nine season. But 2017 was a really good year in Auburn, Auburn football as well. Uh, that is the year they took down Georgia in that huge 40 to 17 win. And of course, they took down Alabama but lost this championship and, of course, lost the bowl game. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and, and I believe a lot of Auburn fans wouldn't mind a, a three-loss season, especially if that means you go 10-3. and three. And looking at it from that perspective, I mean, that's a win. That, that's just me picking up the little, little notches and, and similarities in different seasons. And my last little bit of news before I get into – or not my last little bit of news, uh, just – uh, a little bit of news before I go into a conversational standpoint. Sal Canella, the former Auburn tight end, received an invite to, I believe, the Atlanta Falcons minicamp. Uh, he spent last season on the Dallas Renegades, who, of course, won the, won the national championship, won the championship. I don't know what it's actually called for the XFL uh, in their last season. And in his uh, season with the Dallas Renegades, he had 42 catches for 415 yards, averaging 9.9 yards per catch but yeah a huge season for sal canella uh i i think that hopefully the the falcons know how to fix him uh clearly he was pretty decent for the dallas renegades but from what i've saw from at auburn and of course i didn't watch the xfl i wanted to but it was just out of my way to watch it really uh i couldn't tell you if he really has improved uh maybe he ha- i believe he has based on the stats alone uh, but I don't know how likely he is to be on the roster by the time the season starts. It'd be cool if he was another Auburn player in, in the league. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, now my last little bit of Auburn news. Uh, Phil Still has predicted Robbie Ashford to start over Peyton Thorne in 2023. And you don't know who Phil Still is. He releases a magazine every offseason. It's not sponsored, but probably one of the best college magazines out there uh and i've not been impressed with the ones that are currently out there thus far but looking at it like that i mean hey robbie ashford having a great summer having a decent spring uh and going against peyton thorne this offseason i mean i don't know if i believe it uh but i i don't i'm not opposed if robbie ashford steps up and actually improves this this summer i mean i don't want to do the whole this is the year meme but I mean, if I just want to compare their stats for a second, looking at last season uh, as a whole, uh, Robbie Ashford had 50, or 49.2 completion percentage, 1,600 yards through the air, averaging 6.5 yards per 
throw, I believe, a yard for a completion. Seven touchdowns and seven interceptions with a long of 62. And if I were to go to his rushing stats, they're definitely a lot higher. Uh, or not a lot higher, but definitely a lot more impressive. Uh, 153 carries, 710 yards, averaging 4.6 yards per carry, and seven touchdowns on the ground for Mr. Robbie Ashford. And I go into Peyton Thorne's 2022 stats just to keep it more fair. Uh, 62% completion percentage, 2,600 passing yards, 6.9 average, uh, 19 touchdowns to 11 interceptions while also adding 47 or 42 yards on the ground on 60 carries. This is, of course, a, accounting for sacks in college stats. And also a touchdown on the ground as well. So realistically, look at the stats. If you look at it from the touchdown perspective, they only had a six-touchdown difference. And you look at it from the fact that Auburn was not very good last year. Michigan State wasn't very good last year. I think it's very plausible and possible that Robbie Ashford could step up this summer and start over Peyton Thorne. Would I bet on it? No, not at all. Uh, am I a big Robbie Ashford truther? Yes. And I would love to see Robbie Ashford improve on the, the key things that he needs. But from the standpoint of looking at it analytically, looking at it from a fan perspective, looking at it from any perspective, really, Peyton Thorne is the more complete quarterback out of any quarterback on the roster currently right now. Uh, and, we, I mean, we don't also know what Hank Brown can do. Uh, Holden Gurner could definitely just show up this, this summer as well. I do like Robbie Ashford being being prime and ready to battle out with Peyton Thorne. And I wouldn't be surprised if Robbie Ashford won the job strictly based on the current landscape of what a Hugh Freeze quarterback looks like and what a Philip Montgomery quarterback really looks like with, even if you know, Philip Montgomery did have a Heisman winning quarterback named RG three or named Robert Griffin. The third goes by RG three who plays a lot better, but uh, a lot like Robbie Ashford and his running ability. And if Robbie can just define his, sorry, refine his passing a little bit, if he, and I know, but still Tars Thunder on this one. If he can just be an average quarterback, I think that benefits Auburn tremendously. And looking at it like that, I mean, Peyton Thorne can also do the same thing. But I, the difference between the two is they both do what the other does. Well, not as well, if that makes sense. Uh, if you look at it like that, Robbie Ashford, great runner, bit of a below average runner or below average passer. And then you got Peyton Thorne, a pretty good thrower, while also being a below average runner. And if you could just mesh them up, they're a great quarterback, really. Uh, and I, there's a lot of potential, in Robbie Ashford. There's a lot of potential in Robbie Ashford, and if anyone can get it out of him, it'd be Hugh Freeze. And I got to be honest, with the quarterbacks coming into the next few classes, it, it's going to get a little stuffy in that quarterback room. And Robbie Ashford still has a lot of years left of eligibility. But I'm, I'm it's going to be one of the top, top, one of the best quarterback battles to keep your eye on because the thing about this Auburn team, yeah, they loaded up on receivers. Yes, that running back room is nasty. Yes, the offensive line is way better than it has been. But if you look at Auburn years throughout the throughout the years, the best Auburn teams that I can think of, besides maybe 2019, really, uh, looking at from the 2017 to the 2013 to 2010, 
the past years of Auburn being at the top of the sport. Cam Newton, Nick Marshall, Jarrett Stidham, all playmaking, all great quarterbacks from start to finish. And I, yeah, Jarrett Stidham had a bit of an off year in his last year, but I, was, I put a little bit of blame on the offensive line in 2018. It was terrible. Can one of these guys step up and be that premier quarterback? And at the moment right now, I don't know. And I think if anyone is going to be a playmaker, it's going to be Robbie Ashford. And I really like what Phil still ha- is thinking with having Robbie Ashford as the starter. Uh, and I mean, that could just be, again, me being a Robbie Ash- Ashford truther, like I tend to be on the show. But I think as it stands with how Peyton Thorne was so avidly gone after by Hugh Freeze and was definitely the quarterback that the staff wanted, I think you get Peyton Thorne going in as a starter day one of summer, but Robbie Ashford just has that dog in him. He is a, he's a dog and yeah, you hate people hate whenever you have a quarterback that puts their emotions on their shoulder. I gotta be honest with you. I love it. I live for it. Uh, that's something about Robbie Ashford that sold me on him pretty much immediately watching him play is I watched the guy who stepped up on the field with everything against him and he put his body, his heart, everything on the line for this team. And gotta be honest, I I find it hard not to want to play for a guy or play for a guy like that or play a guy like that on, on any team. And if Peyton Thorne is wanting to want to continue starting on a, on a power five team, he's going to have someone give him a run for his money with Robbie Ashford. And if there's, any quarterback on this roster that can do that, it is Robbie Ashford, uh, too. I mean, yeah, Holden Gurner could can be good. I I think his passing ability alone is his passing potential alone is really good. And I think Hank Brown could end up being a decent quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. But looking around the future, Robbie Ashford is going to have to make a statement this year. If Robbie Ashford is to make a statement this year, he's pretty much stuck as a backup quarterback. Until he graduates, and then he can transfer out from from Auburn. And, and I, if I'm reading the rules correctly, I think that's what it is. He has to stay here for another three years. Peyton Thorne has two years, and, and and yeah, if you look at Peyton Thorne having two years, really, that sets you up perfectly for Walker White to step in and his uh, true or retro freshman slash sophomore season and show what he can do. But Robbie Ashford and his playmaking ability and yeah, you look at it from last year. The lows were low. The lows were very low. There were times where Robbie Ashford looked dazed and confused in the backfield. But he stayed in the game. Uh, he had Auburn football playing at the top of what they could possibly do with that team last year. And yeah, it could have also been, I say it like that, I say it like jokingly. It was also the fact that Cadillac was the coach. That also helped the whole team play harder. But Robbie Ashford in that Ole Miss game, in the Alabama game, in the A&M game, Robbie Ashford can do things that no other quarterback can do, or not not every quarterback can do. And that's put your heart and soul into every down of the sport. And again, I'm going to say it again. If Peyton Thorne wants this Auburn starting job easily, I, he ain't going to get it because Robbie Ashford is going to make his name known. And I, I'm, I, I don't know who I'd exactly pick 
to be the starter right now, I'd have to wait and see what Thorn can do in the summer camps. But dang, it would be so cool to see Robbie Ashford step on that field. Just because, again, truther, just because I know what he can, I know what he can do well. And I think the best Auburn teams and some of the best Hugh Freeze quarterbacks do exactly what Robbie Ashford does well. And you give him a summer, you gave him a spring. I think Robbie Ashford turned into a really good quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all. And I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And that ends my football football segment, uh, except for the fact that stay tuned for the next episode of the College Loop Podcast, where we are going to be doing our preview of UMass. We're spending the next 12 Tuesdays doing game-by-game previews, and the next 12 Thursdays doing position-by-position reviews as well for the Auburn Tigers. Now to move on to the hardwood, we have news for both hardwood sports. Auburn basketball, men's basketball, picked up JUCO transfer a Darren Scott from Navarro College from the JUCO. He's a he's a I believe a power forward. He's six foot nine, averaged nine point three points per game, and six point eight rebounds last season for Navarro College. Pretty much a guy. He's he's gonna he's a bench piece really, and I think he fits in very well. Uh, and, and I I really like what Bruce Pearl did this offseason. He didn't go for like your biggest names in in the sport. I mean, Denver Jones was really good. He went to Florida International, not really your premier basketball schools. Chad Baker Mazzara, he he played at San Diego State for a little bit before he moved on to JUCO as well. And then you also have Cheney Johnson, who played at Huntsville. He didn't go for these, again, these big name schools. He didn't go for your basketball schools. He didn't go for your Power Five schools. He went for guys that he trusts to build up Auburn's basketball team. And uh, like Cheney Johnson isn't going to start. Chad Baker Mazar may start. Darren Scott, I don't believe, is going to start. But I do think he's going to get quality minutes. I, I think he might be battling out with Chris Moore for minutes. He could be battling out with Leor Berman for minutes. And I just think he, he also lists himself as playing a little bit of center. I don't know if he'll play center. I, I, he's a little bit shorter than Janai Broom. Uh, and I mean, it, I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt if you were to play a little small ball. But, yeah, I don't think this is, like, a huge pickup to where it's, like, this is, like, the guy coming in. It's a, it's filling out the filling out the roster with players that you trust and players that you feel like you can build. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he only has – I think he has two or three years of eligibility left. So he can definitely develop into a, a into a star-caliber player for the Tigers or the star-caliber back uh, – or, or bench player. I don't want to say backup, bench, bench player. But yeah, I, I really like how Bruce Pearl did did with this team, and it's going to be real cool to see. 
And this goes for both sports. NCAA has allowed all numbers to be used on their jerseys. Previous rule banned any digit between six and nine because the refs have to use their hands. So now you can get like, let's say like 62, 63, 64, like those kind of numbers. Because you're, if you're listening, you're just going to be hard. Like whenever you call a personal foul on someone, the refs have to do like the numbers. Like I just did 51 and like 53. But now you, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I guess you're just going to go like 63 and just like do it one hand at a time or two hands at a time. And I like it. Uh, it opens up a lot more number capabilities. Uh, we had a little joke with one of the numbers. Uh, if you uh, have a child brain like me, Tar, Daniel, and Colin do, you pretty much know what number we're talking about. But yeah, it's cool. Uh, and, and the NBA has been doing it for years, so it, it's real cool to see the NCAA starting to do that as well. It gives a lot more numbers and a lot more jersey opportunities for college teams. And then to move on to women's basketball, Dewana Bonner is popping off as she just put up a career high for the for herself, 41 points against the Las Vegas Aces in a 94-77 win. And boy, howdy, did she go off this game. Looking at her stats, yeah, 41 points, career high, played 32 minutes, 7 rebounds, shot 16 of 23 which is 69.6%, which is really a really nice shooting percentage. Five of seven from the three-point line, shot 71% from the line, and shot four or five on free throws. But yeah, overall, a uh, humongous, great game for for Dewana. Uh, Auburn royalty, if you will. I believe I, I have her number. I have one of the shirts they gave out in one of the games. I have one of those shirts because they, they're really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, proving that uh, age does not matter in basketball because she is now 35 years old, putting up 40 points in a game. But yeah, huge props to Dewana Bonner. Great game and and respectively has been spoken about from the top leagues because it, it, that is one heck of a stat line. Now to move on to baseball, Auburn picked up two transfers. In the last, I believe, two days, picked up Jacksonville State off. Uh, almost said offensive lineman. That's what OF picked up. Jacksonville State outfielder Mason Mainers, I believe. He's got one year of eligibility left. He played at Jackson State, Jacksonville State. There we go for three seasons, and for the Moorhead City Marlins for one season. Career batting average of three three zero, on base percentage of forty three, knocked out. Of, 21 home runs with 106 RBI. So real, real good depth piece there. Depth piece there. There we go. And a guy who could probably take over. He plays left and right field, so I don't know how we play uh, center field. I know Auburn is losing case and Howell, which sucks uh, next season. So I'm not. I got to get caught up on bat on baseball recruiting as well to see who who'll be replacing case and Howell. Uh, picked up, and they also picked up a relief pitcher from the UAB Blazers, uh, Carson Myers. Uh, he, looking at his stats, uh, yeah, he's a solid pitcher for, for Auburn depth. Uh, going into la last season, he was 3 of 5 in his wins and losses, uh, ERA of 3.5, and I believe, hold on, gave up 60 hits, 30 runs, and I believe where's the ERA at? Yeah, 3.52. 3. Yeah, it's a nice quality bench 
pitcher. He also had 70 strikeouts as well. I don't think he's going to be the starter. Uh, hopefully, Auburn can find a way to retain Joseph Gonzalez. Uh, I, I don't know if Tommy Vale's quite gone yet. Uh, that could definitely not be the case. I, I again, I gotta get back on the trail and make sure I'm not. We're not Auburn's not losing anybody that I'm not aware of. Uh, just because I've been so heavy on football and other stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, Auburn got two quality players from the transfer portal, both in state, by the way. So that that's really cool to see uh, from Butch Thompson and the guys right there. But yeah, overall, it looks like recruiting went over pretty well for all teams. If you if we were to do like a whole transfer episode, uh, you'd see how good Auburn football did. Auburn basketball went off. Women's basketball went off. Baseball is now starting to pick up a little bit. And of course, we're still waiting on some softball news. Uh, it's been real quiet for softball. Uh, had those girls had the girls leaves and Auburn been quite quiet uh, and, and again the season just ended completely so expect the transfer portal to start popping off for auburn softball as well and uh, and with that i'm dylan lark at your boy tank on twitter if you're watching it's just right it's right there it's right there you can just right there it's also in the description below where as you're scrolling down make sure you like comment and subscribe leave some questions for us we love answering those questions on the show so leave some in the comments be about anything Auburn related. It could be about anything in the city. Our favorite foods, no matter what, we'll answer on the show. And of course, for my ad on Twitter, if you're listening, is at Y A B O Y the tank. And if you want to go follow us on social medias, you have us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Not on MySpace yet. We will be soon. Y'all just gotta give us a thousand subs. And if you, of course, you want to listen to us, you have us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And again, like, comment, and subscribe on the video below. And with all that being said, it's been the College Loop Podcast. <laughs>